Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 205. Having a change of heart can happen anywhere, including as it pertains to taking a Royal Caribbean cruise. As we cruise, our ideas of cruising evolve, and with time, we get the opportunity to try out new experiences and discover new favorites. This week, we take a look at ways in which our own cruising tendencies have shifted over the years. Here we go. Over the years, our taste for what we enjoy changed. Sometimes it's due to us getting older and wiser, or perhaps we find less incentive or added bonus to something we thought about in the past. Regardless, when it comes to how we cruise, what we like and don't like, these can all change over the years. This week, I want to look at some of the ways in which our cruising habits have changed, with a focus on things we used to not like, but now we do, and vice versa. Joining me on this fine episode is the Sultan of Stella, the Colossus of Coco Cay, Mr. Michael Poole. Welcome back, Michael. Hi, Matt. It's great to uh, be back on the podcast, and I am so excited for this week's topic. I think it's a great one, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun episode, absolutely, because, you know, things change all the time. And I was, you know, I was, my inspiration for this episode, I got got to give credit to you, Michael, because I was thinking of you. I had Michael on my mind. And uh, often I joke with Michael because when I met Michael, his favorite cruise ship, well, now I'm trying to think, was it? I know you like Navigator was your favorite cruise ship at one point, but then I'm thinking Liberty. Which one was it? Liberty first or Navigator first? I think it was Navigator, then Liberty, then Enchantment, then Empress, and <laughs> I'm not really sure what it is now, Matt. <laughs> so as you can see, Michael likes to change his mind quite a bit, and you know what? I think we all do. Maybe not as much as Michael does, but we <laughs> we change the way we cruise. And So let's start off, Michael, with things that we used to not like, but now we like. And I'll let you go first since you're our guest today. Okay. I think the one thing that just automatically stood out to me when when you kind of talked to me about this topic was the nighttime entertainment shows. So, you know, as I first started cruising, you know, the entertainment and the and the shows really wasn't a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. But now that Royal Caribbean has, I guess, invested more of their time and into the Broadway shows and the Aqua shows, uh, to me, when when I'm on an Oasis class ship, my night one tradition, without a doubt, is the Aqua ship. Like hands down, nothing else matters but me going to the Aqua show. Like that is my tradition night one. So the entertainment for me stands down, and I think that boils down to maybe two factors. One. You know, maybe age growing up a little bit, but two, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think that Royal Caribbean has just diverged their entertainment over the years with the ice shows and the Broadway and Aqua shows. So I think with their enhancement of the entertainment has drawn my interest more to seeing it, you know, in the evenings, Matt. Yeah, I think you. Got, I think you're you're right about the fact that Royal Caribbean is really up their game with the entertainment they offer on board. I mean, they get a lot of headlines for things like, you know, the Broadway shows, but you're right, the aqua theater shows, the ice skating shows, the original productions that they have, and a lot of other forms of entertainment, and the, the you know, uh, the aerial shows and whatnot, they really have made a big difference, I think. And it's gone from, you know, more dinner theater to really, you know, I, I think Royal Caribbean calls it Las Vegas-style entertainment. That lot, Not even just style, but like that kind of a level where you're getting really, you know, world-renowned entertainment, that, that's a big deal, and I'm glad that at, uh, you know, 16 and a half years old, now you've uh, finally found some shows that you can watch. 
<laughs> oh, too funny. Well, I, I probably started cruising around that time, but now, you know, decades later, and now, now I'm really entertained. <laughs> decades. I think the plural was not necessary in that one. Not accurate. <laughs> yeah, the plural wasn't needed there, but it sounded good. Right? There you go. Uh, for me, I'm going to put something that you and I talk about a lot, the drink package. I remember, in fact, if you go back to some old episodes of this podcast, you will hear me say up and down, no, I, the drink package doesn't make a lot of financial sense. You shouldn't get it. It's too much drinking. You're crazy. Only Michael Poole should get it. You know, blah, 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 blah. And now I have become the poster child for the drink packages. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I kind of discovered the secret behind The reason why I really like it is the fact I started realizing that if I pre-purchase it via the cruise planner, that's what really gets me, is that idea that I can pre-purchase it, break up the total cost of the cruise. And I, I really hate, Michael, at the end of the cruise, getting that bill at the end of the cruise. Mm. But I also hate the bill at the end of the cruise. And you know, it's that long bill when it's like, oh my gosh, I spent all this money, what? And it's not that I can't afford this stuff, it's just... I, I think we all prefer to be able to spread out our, our payments over time, right? It's easier to, to pay, you know, $100 here and there rather than a couple hundred dollars all at once. It's just, you know, easier to digest. And uh, for me, I think that's been a big part of the package. Also, I also feel like the pre-cruise discounts that we get generally make it a far better value than perhaps when the drink package first came out there. So for those reasons, I've changed my tune about the drink package. Do you – with your change, Matt, I'm just curious. Do you find that you're – breaking it down by the day where you're trying to get your money's worth or are you completely content with just prepaying it and that's all that matters so that's a great question for me i have in my mind a mental count and it, generally speaking it's about you know if i were to do just cocktails about you know five or six but don't forget the coffee the bottled water uh, the fresh squeezed juice you know those two things add up as well but hey by the end of the cruise i'm doing more coffee than i am alcohol um that's a big deal that being said for this cruise that i'm actually on right now which of course i'm live blogging at harmony of the seas live by the way if you're listening to this episode the week it comes out i swore to my wife i said you're not getting the drink package you're a waste of money enjoy your drinks a la carte because it's gonna save me money and you know what happened, Michael, was like a month ago, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't want that bill at the end. And I also don't want to – I felt bad for my wife, quite honestly. If I'm sitting there, you know, like, yeah, let me have another lava flow. Oh, honey, you've had two. That's enough for you for the rest of the day, right? <laughs> so That's, that's I, 35. I, that's your Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, you know what? I'll get you the drink package. Whatever. Whatevs, as the kids say. And I and I got it for her, knowing full well, Michael, it's not go- she's not going to break even on it, but – you know, it's to your point. It's just the convenience factor is I, – I underestimated that convenience factor earlier on, and, and now I see the value in it. Awesome. I think we should insert some clips from past podcasts here, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of post-production, but yeah, somebody would <laughs> – that would be so, um So I had two that stood out to me on the, on the same topic, and this one's also just as big, if not even bigger – um, when I first started cruising, you know, mid-teens, early 20s, mid-20s, late 20s, one of the things that I really enjoyed about cruising was disconnecting from the world. Like I didn't want to be connected to any phone calls, any internet, none of that. And the thought of now cruising without the boom fastest internet, Matt, I don't know about you, which actually I do know you. I mean, I would have probably have a mental breakdown. Like, there is no way I could cruise now without internet. 
where before I fell in love with cruising because I could disconnect with the internet and cruise after cruise, I just slowly converted. And I actually remember making fun of my brother because he always wanted to be connected at sea. And I was like, why? Like you can't disconnect for one week. And, <laughs> and now I think about it, Matt, and you know, with the live blogs, I, I have so much fun doing that and connect with social media. So I think that's my, that even, that my, that might be my top uh, reason, but Man, I don't know about you, but the thought of cruising without internet now, could you, could you do it, Matt? No, I can't even imagine it. I think <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm so ingrained in it. But you know what? It's it's fun. People I think some people look at it and they say, "Oh, you know, it's it's disconnecting, right? Getting away from it." Uh, you know, to me it's more about the idea of sharing the experience. We've got friends and family at home who are not able to be there for it, and I want to be able to share that, right? It's you know, taking whether it's you taking photos with you and your brother at the bar or my kids at the beach, like you know, that to me is part of that fun is, is showing like, you know, my, my friends and family back home, look, we're having a great time here. Whether, you know, why, why is there a difference if I, my kids are having a great time at the local park or at a beach in the Caribbean, right? It's it's still all good. There shouldn't be a, dis, a different level of expectations with when you're supposed to post on Facebook or Instagram. And and I enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think you're uh, – I, I think – and I know how you get it also. It's, it's, it's about – you know, I think we're being – social media anyway, we're kind of like a social media extrovert. Right, and it's fun to be right. able to to share that experience. So I'm totally with you. I mean, I've been you're preaching to the choir, man. <laughs> I I knew you would agree with me on that one, Matt. So we have that. Yeah, my uh, the <laughs> my friend Annette told my wife says you don't never have to worry about Matt cheating on you and you not knowing about it because if, knowing Matt how he posts on social media, there won't be any secrets with this guy. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's yeah. What can I say? Yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, but something else has changed, and this is going back to when I was younger. Also, I think maybe with age, this has changed. Sea days. When I first started cruising, I really didn't like sea days. I was like, I want to go to these ports, and the cruise ship was more of a conduit for getting there. And I certainly enjoyed the cruise ship. Don't get me wrong, but I really liked port days, and I really didn't love sea days. But now I've changed my tune on all of that. In fact, now I'm like, how many sea days do we have? Because that is an important factor to me. That's a good one, Matt. Um, the sea days, you know, I'm with you there. I I love taking you in the ship, and sometimes I feel like I didn't get enough sea days. Like I don't like I've actually looked at Southern Caribbean itineraries, and I'm like, ooh, six port days, no can do. I can't, I can't do it. Like I gotta yeah. have my sea days, and and I'm with you there. Looking at itineraries when you first start cruising, you cruise because of the itinerary. I mean, that's probably the number one reason you cruise. You want to go to those destinations. And and now that and, and it doesn't even matter that some of those destinations we still haven't been to. So, so it's not like, oh, you've been to those a bunch. So now you're tired of it. No, there's still destinations we haven't been to. But, man, the sea days, as you become more of an experienced cruiser, you really take in for sea days and, and what they are. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do also with the fact that the cruise ships that Royal Caribbean has been building and also the changes to existing cruise ships that Royal Caribbean has been having – I think play into that a lot because when you see a ship that comes out, whether it's a Harmony of the Seas or Symphony of the Seas or Anthem of the Seas, and you look at it and you see all these things that are on there, I mean, it's it's like it, it feels like a crime for you to get off the ship at any point because you want to take advantage of all that stuff, right, and and enjoy it all. And I think that's a testament to what Royal Caribbean is doing there. So yeah, I, I totally think that that has a large part to play in my f- factoring or valuing sea days a lot more than I used to. 
Yeah. And, you know, on the sea days, I think the, the one thing that we both can agree on, we just love to eat. You know, there's like pre-lunch, <laughs> lunch, free dinner, you know, <laughs> just like ever, a rotating two hours, Matt. Pretty much. I mean, I think you just described our, our entire life right there. So <laughs> I'm with you on that. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the things that we used to like, but now don't like or don't like as much or however you want to look at the opposite of what we just did, basically. And uh, Michael, I'll let you start us off again. Okay. So the one thing that came to my mind on this one right away, didn't, without thinking, was the cruise compass. And I know, Matt, I think we're going to disagree on this one. And you're like, what? 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 Already? So, you know, the last 10 years of cruising, I've actually got excited about the cruise compass. When I go home from, you know, get back to the cabin from dinner, you know, it's laying on your bed. All you want to do is lay in bed and look at the cruise compass, see what's going on tomorrow, plan it. Some people even say bring highlighters to highlight it. I, I will admit, and this is pretty bold for me to come out, the last two to three years of cruising, I have not touched my cruise compass. Not one time. And I know what you must be thinking. What? How is that possible? How can someone cruise without the cruise compass? But you know what? I, maybe it's just with experience, but I, I don't know. I just go with the flow and whatever happens happens. I know what time my dinner is and you know, I, you know, I know what time the headliner is, you know, but that's it. I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I occasionally will run into trivia. If I run into it, I run into it, but you know, maybe more so on my sea days than not, but cruise compass is, is out for me, Matt. And, and I so knew we just, were going to, going to disagree <laughs> on this one. <laughs> so you're, you're just winging it basically. You just kind of walk around and you know, what's going on is basically what you're doing. Is that yeah. your style now? That That's my style, you know? And as I'm getting off the ships in port, I always make sure I ask them as I'm walking off, what time is all on board? So, you know, cause I know that's in the cruise compass. And since I don't read it, I'm like, I make sure to make a note. Hey, what time is all on board? But I don't know. I mean, I just, well, have, I'm kind of with you, the I think you have a lot of, I think you have a lot of people yelling at their phones right now. They're like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> oh How God. does he do anything? <laughs> I mean, See, I, 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 I think you would you would have uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, see that that's what that's what compels me. Like I don't care if I get back to the room at two o'clock in the morning because I was hanging out with you at the pub and we were eating Sorrentos late at night. I'm still you know crawling back to my room in bed and I'm still taking out that cruise compass for at least a quick once over in the morning activities to know at least what's worth getting up for. I. I I can't even relate to you on any kind of level, Michael. This is this has blown my mind. <laughs> Who's with me? I need like a, a new group, you know, who doesn't read their cruise compass. Please comment below. <laughs> Let me insert the crickets theme uh, <laughs> sound effect right now. For, for me, uh, for my uh, thing that I've changed my tune about, uh, the Diamond Club. I've actually changed. Now, I do enjoy my free diamond drinks, don't get me wrong, and the benefits of being a diamond member. But I remember in the uh, years leading up to us becoming actually a diamond member and hearing all about it and seeing about it, it seemed like it was the it was the greatest thing on earth. And I was like, yeah, diamond club, baby. And the actual club itself, <sighs> I wasn't – it, it kind of – I don't want to say that I dislike it. I just really don't spend any time in there at all. It's just not my style. It's not my thing. I feel like – Maybe it's because I don't have know enough diamond members on board. It just seems like it's one of the last places I would go to hang out. I certainly might go there in the evening when there's the diamond hour drinks because 
uh, you know, it's going. It's easy to go in there and grab one. But man, with the diamond coupons and of course the ad, the drink package, mm-hmm. I just see so little incentive for me to go there. Certainly, if I have to talk to the diamond concierge, I go there. But I just kind of was these days. I rarely go into the diamond lounge uh, at all, just because I, I feel like it's just it's just it's not my jam. If I can say that. No, I agree with you, Matt. When I was on Oasis a couple weeks ago, I went into the Diamond Lounge, and I'll be honest, I didn't last. You know, I ran into a friend, sat with them, but after that, I was out. Like, it was way too crowded, way too stuffy. Just and and reflecting back on that topic, I once went on a three day cruise on Enchantment, and I went to the Diamond Lounge every single night for a couple hours a night, and I went home, and it was like. My whole cruise, all I thought of was the Diamond Lounge. Like it, it's almost like you feel like you're missing out on yeah. the cruise itself because you're in the Diamond Lounge. So I agree with you on that one. I, I think the drink package is what really ruined it in the sense that because we mostly have the drink package, the main incentive to go to the Diamond Lounge was the complimentary beverages in the evening. And I feel like these days that's less of a need because so many of us are cruising with, 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 um, with the drink package. But even when I don't have the drink package – I still am just – it's just – but the coupons, it makes it so much easier, and I'm just like, why should I go over there? And I think you nailed it with the stuffy comment. I think that's kind of the – it's just not my – I don't know. It's not my kind of thing, and maybe I'll change – maybe in an episode many years from now, I'll change my tune about that, and we'll reverse it. But for right now, yeah, I'm okay with it uh, just being uh, – going somewhere else on the ship. I agree, and, and sometimes there's like live music in the Centrium or live music in Boleros, and if you're in the Diamond Lounge, you're missing all of that. Yeah. All right, we've got a. Uh, you have you have another one on your list there because I got one more. I do too, and I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna save mine for the end, just in case you throw me off. Um, I, I want you to go next. <laughs> um. So. The one that actually it's about to change. Actually, what's today's date? Oh yeah, today's the uh, we're in July. Next cruise bookings. I uh, at least right now I'm kind of I'm. I used to be Mister Go on a cruise, book anything, go book some sailing and get it there. The reason why I now I'm a little hesitant about that, and I, and not even a little, I'm I'm fairly hesitant about it. Unless I'm fairly certain about the sailing I'm going on, is the new non refundable booking rules that have gone into effect for next cruise bookings. Um, and for those who are unaware, the next cruise program, of course, is the thing where you go on board a Royal Caribbean ship, book a cruise, and on top of whatever deal Royal Caribbean is giving you, they're going to give you free onboard credit, essentially, for booking on board. And the thing is now they're making with the non-refundable fares that debuted July 1st of this year, the non-refundable deposit guidelines apply to all reservations regardless of booking channel now for next cruise bookings. And for me, that's just, you know, a lot of times that idea of just making bookings and then taking advantage of the next cruise program, it's kind of got me thinking, you know, maybe I'll just wait to get back on land and be very, very certain of the ship I'm going on and the sailing I'm going on to avoid that that penalty. Because if you have to change your, if you have to cancel that sailing or change to a different date or a different ship altogether for that matter, you incur a change fee of $100 and that's, that's, that's a fair amount of money right there. So... Yeah, I'm kind of I, I I don't have a problem with the next cruise program itself in the sense that if you don't go on a cruise, you know, you're and you want to book this particular sailing, go for it. But this old you know uh, methodology that I used to employ, I think I got to back down on that one. Yeah, I think there's a lot of unknown with this program. I'm kind of curious if you know less bookings are out there. Will it affect the pricing? Um, you know, 
we'll, we'll see. You know, it rolls out. You know, at the time of playing this podcast, it's out. So we'll we'll see over the next couple of months how it plays a factor with the next cruise. Because you know, if you go to that office and you know this, Matt, it it's a zoo. You know, there's so many people. But I know friends all the time. They just book three, four mock bookings. So basically, whatever date they can, you know, farthest out. But they know they're not going to take that. So yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of factors with this new program that, that we'll kind of experience over the next couple of months. Sounds good. All right, what's your what's your last one? Wrap us up. <sighs> All right, so my last one, and I know for a fact Matt is going to disagree with me on this one, but you know, as I was first cruising, I really fell in love with Royal Caribbean's private peninsula Labadee. It was uh, really, you know, exclusive beach days. It was really nice, and and I and I hope you don't throw me off, Matt. But it, Labadee is just not one of my favorite destinations anymore. Uh, I, I know, I know. I, I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> he's like a drop, <laughs> drop user now. Well, it's been nice having you on the podcast, Mike. I appreciate all your support, but I think it's time for you to. Uh, you know. I don't know. I mean. When I was there a couple of weeks ago, and even you know my girlfriend Hillary was like, "This feels like a small city." I mean, with the buses and the uh, not the, the the trolley transportation, and we went out to the floating bar. It was all rock everywhere. I'm not saying that it's bad. If it was the only thing I knew, I would love it. But you know where my heart is, and it's Coco Cay, and. It, I, I feel like Labadee has become so developed with so much extras that it is no longer a love of mine. And some people pick cruises with Labadee stops. I will be the first to admit that I tend to pick cruises without Labadee stops. Mm. I, I, mm. I, I, mm. I don't know what to mm. <laughs> I mean, mm, I know, I, I know. I I think it's uh, what do they say? Agree to disagree. Um, I think we should see other people. Um, <laughs> this may be it's my not you, last it's me. podcast ever on Royal Caribbean Block Podcast. Where's the uh, KLA's <laughs> phone number? Hang on a second. <laughs> She's on her honeymoon, Matt. Sorry, you can't. Oh, you can't that's call. right. It was, it's, it's her seventh one. All right. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Um, I, you know, yeah, you know I, I, I like it, but it's just it's just so much. You know, roller coasters and zip lines and cabanas and beds it's just like for me it's just overwhelming for a nice beach relaxing day well i certainly respect your opinion even if you're dead wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh man well i appreciate coming on here and uh this was uh this was a fun discussion and of course if you i'm sure many of our listeners have the same thoughts about things maybe not about labadee but the rest of the things about ways that they've changed their cruising habits please do me a favor and uh make sure you tell us about it in the comments or of course send us an email matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com michael thank you so much for the time hey thanks for having me and i hope you have a blast on harmony of the seas Woot. All right, it's time to answer your listener emails. This is the part of the show where I read your Royal Caribbean-themed emails, and we answer them and talk about them right here on the podcast. So if you want to send me your emails, please feel free to by sending an email to matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog. And our first email this week is from Doug from Roseville, Michigan. Matt, first off, awesome podcast with the godmother of Harmony of the Seas. I'm very jealous of her. What an amazing opportunity to team up with Royal Caribbean in that way. So I've got two questions for you. First, my parents' 35th anniversary is this year, and we got a two-bedroom aqua theater suite on Allure of the Seas in October. 
I was so excited when I got off the phone, I think I mentioned it on your Periscope that afternoon sometime in the last two weeks. It's me, my sister, my parents, my brother, his wife, and their two-year-old son. So it's going to be an awesome cruise. I'm trying to think of cool things to do for my parents on the cruise since we're, we've all been on a Learn Oasis before, and they've been to St. Thomas and St. Martin many times. I was thinking about trying Royal Caribbean's private journeys excursion thing you mentioned and that you had just used recently. Could you briefly tell me how you get that all set up and if you have any different ideas for those two islands? We'll go to your second question here in a moment. Doug, it's a great question. Private Journeys is Royal Caribbean's private, customized, really, shore excursion option. They are private also, but basically it's an it's an opportunity for folks to uh, customize, fully customize, the shore excursion to their liking uh, if, if and when there's just something else available through Royal Caribbean. Sometimes there's things available through third parties. Sometimes there's actually something available through Royal Caribbean, but they just want a more of a private option there. Uh, regardless of the case, it's, it's something that I think is worth investigating. I think it's a great idea, actually, because that way you get to fine-tune it exactly to your family and what you guys want to do. So the, the way to contact Private Journeys is either via email or via phone. There's actually a form on their website. It's very easy to do, and that kind of gets everything started. You ask some basic information, and then they contact you, and you go back and forth a couple different times with trying to figure that out. That's a great idea because Private Journeys, what I like about it, again, is you can make it exactly what you guys want to do. And more importantly, I would say, is it moves at your pace. So if your parents want to spend a little more time at stop number three, that's okay as long as you're all okay with it. But you know, you don't have to worry about other people, other uh, strangers, other guests that are on the same tour as you. And obviously, you get all the benefits of booking through Royal Caribbean. So uh, again, the website, Royal Caribbean's website for Private Journeys is royalcaribbean.com slash journeys plural, private journeys, but I'll post a link in our show notes to that as well, and I had, I had a wonderful time there. Uh, Doug's second question is, truth is, I thought my parents' 35th anniversary was next year, because my dad was talking about doing one of those land and sea Alaska cruises with Royal Caribbean next summer, so I plan to do a cruise by myself in October, wanted to do the group cruise so bad, but I'm an airline pilot, and the week was already taken, so I wasn't happy, but then I found out their 35th anniversary was this year, and the suite happened. I had totally planned on using a travel agent just for myself because of your recommendations. Had even contacted one from MEI Travel about a massive Disney trip with my dad's whole family is planning for next year, and I had mentioned to her about my plans for a cruise in October. She said just let her know. The suite booking went something like my dad correcting me, this is the 35th, and me suggesting a suite on Oasis class, and me calling to see if they had any open at this point, and they did, so we booked it. Sorry this took so long, but my question is, does it still benefit me to contact the agent at MEI about the reservation even though it's already booked? So that's a good question. You booked it on your own, a, a cruise, and you want to transfer it to your travel agent. As long as you have, as long as you're within 60 days of the initial booking window, you can transfer it to a travel agent, and you get all the benefits of working with the travel agent, and the travel agent gets your commission and everything like that, so it's all good. But if 60 or more days have elapsed since you booked it, you're out of luck. Now, of course, you could cancel and rebook. If the price is exactly the same, right, between when you booked it and when it is now, there would be no harm in doing that. Oftentimes, that's not the case, but something to keep in mind over there. Doug adds, once again, Matt, thank you so much for what you do. I'm a diehard Royal Caribbean fan, and listening to your podcast gets me through the week. I talk about your podcast on Periscope so much, most of my family knows who you are. Hope to meet you on a group cruise soon. Until then, I'll see you on Periscope. Doug, great email. Thank you so much for emailing in, and I hope that the family cruise is going to work out for you because it sounds amazing. Our next email is from Susan Widdowson. Right time out, I have a few tips to share with first-time cruisers. Number one, clothes. Take far less than you think you will need. Most of the people are so obsessed with their own looks that they won't notice if you're wearing the same outfit twice. Go with basic color combinations. Take clothes that don't easily wrinkle. In terms of clothing care, Tide to Go, a small packet of Tide, bought where they sell travel size items, for hand washing some items, and Downy Wrinkle Releaser are all I need. Don't obsess about the rainbows. Everyone else is in the same quote-unquote boat as you. Ladies, it's called, quote, cruise hair. 
The humidity and wind on a cruise ship will ruin the best of hairdos. Don't obsess with it. Find a simple hairstyle that's easy to do and you're comfortable with. After dressing for formal night, we rush to get pictures because my hair will go straight in a very short time no matter what products I use. And ladies, take a light wrap for the evening. Restaurants and venues may be chilly. Susan adds, uh, Matt, why don't you mention your wife's blog for those who cruise with kids? I don't have children or grandchildren, but found a wealth of information on there that I share with others who do. Keep up the good work. Susan, thank you for the email. And yes, I should shamelessly plug uh, the blog slash site that my wife works on, which is called uh, momsoftheseas.com. I'll post a link in our show notes to that one as well. It's basically a website dedicated to answering questions about family cruising on Royal Caribbean. So it's not just for women or anything like that. It's for anybody who's going with kids or going with a family on a cruise, which is, I think, a lot of people, and have family-related questions. You know, things that are related to the family of nature, you know, uh, staterooms and connecting rooms and things with the kids and all those fun requests. It's a great thing. Basically, you submit questions, you get them answered, and... You can also read the questions that are there and read the answers that are there. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty interactive. And yeah, Susan, thank you for the opportunity to shamelessly plug the website. I always appreciate that. Next, we have an email from Michael Kearns. I'm a relatively new Royal Cream blog member. Username is MBK999. And just wanted to extend my congratulations on 200 podcast episodes. I only recently discovered the podcast when we were planning for our enchantment cruise in April. And I've been binge listening to the podcast for the past few weeks. I've really enjoyed them. And they have helped ease my long commute. We followed the next cruise advice and booked a trip on Allure of the Sea, sadly not until October 2018. But that has worked out great so far as we got extra onboard credit, and since it's being treated as a AAA booking, we qualify for AAA's early embarkation and free specialty dining for two coupons. We look forward to each new episode. Keep up the good work. Brian, thank you so much for the email. Really appreciate that. I'm so glad you got another cruise to look forward to. That's the best thing, right? It's you got to have something to look forward to at the bottom line, right? you got to have more cruises on, 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 on that radar. Next, we have an email from Scott from California. Hey, Matt, love the podcast. I'm super excited about my upcoming trip on Harmony of the Seas. It's my first time on an Oasis-class ship. I just can't wait. I had a few questions hoping you might be able to help. First, with all the choices of shows and entertainment on Harmony, I'm a bit overwhelmed in a good way. I don't want to miss out on anything I was going to make reservations online in advance. Oh, so I was going to make online reservations online in advance. The issue I have is that since I don't know what will be on the compass every day, I'm nervous that planning all the shows in advance online might mean I'll miss something fun that's going on that day. Any advice? If I wait and just reserve tickets right after I get to the compass each day, do you anticipate me having any trouble getting into any of the shows? By the way, there are only two of us. It's a really good question, Scott. So, of course, being on Harmony of the Seas and Oasis Class Ship, you can pre-book some of your entertainment. I will tell you this. There's a couple things to keep in mind. Number one... There's so much going on, Harmony of the Seas and other Oasis class ships as well. When you're on an Oasis class ship and even a Quantum class ship, you're going to find a lot of overlapping activities. And I found in my experience that there's just so much to choose from. It's inevitable you're going, you're not going to be able to do it all. All think, you know, I oftentimes say, oh, I want to do this and this, but they're both at the same time. I wouldn't necessarily let it worry you. Uh, you could certainly, my, my strategy might be quite simply this. You, you make the reservations in advance via the cruise planner. Then you get to, obviously, your cruise. You're on board. It's uh, day three, and it's time for your show. And you look at the cruise compass. Like, oh, no. You know, during the show of Columbus the Musical, uh, there's a trivia I really want to go do. Well, if that's the case, then you could obviously skip that, uh, the show, and go to trivia with the idea that, obviously, now, okay, now you got to see if you can get either reservations for that show or just show up in advance. In general... Showing up for a show before showtime, at least 15 minutes or so, usually gets you a seat. You won't be the first one in the theater, but a lot of these shows are quite large. In fact, also, the other thing to keep in mind is the afternoon shows uh, are a lot 
less crowded than evening shows. Now, evening shows, you have less to worry about because in the evening, while there are a lot of things going on, it's more predictable in terms of the entertainment that's going to be there. You're going to find a lot of, obviously, uh, you know, bars and lounges open, uh, some singing and karaoke, but if, you know, I think afternoon there's far more competition for your eyeballs, so to speak. So that might be my strategy. I think, Joe, in general, Scott, I kind of go with it of a, you know what, there's just, I'm not going to be able to do it all if I wanted to. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to book it in advance and have my show times and work around that. Scott also adds, at especially restaurants such as Chops Grill, it's my understanding you can only order one entree, multiple appetizers, sides, and desserts at no cost if it looks good. Is that true? I guess that means steak with shrimp for me. Yes, that's true of definitely Chops Grill. I'm really struggling to think of any other restaurant in which that's the case as well because the uh, Sabor, Giovanni's Table, Jimmy's Italian, you can order multiple entrees. They really don't have a problem with it there. Um, I mean, I don't know about like 150 Central Park or, or Chef's Table or something like that. There's a little different type of dining experiences there. Uh, but yeah, Chops Grill, definitely that's the case. But like I said, at Giovanni's, at, at, at Sabor, at Johnny Rockets, you have no problem ordering multiple entrees there in addition to multiple appetizers, multiple sides, multiple desserts. And Scott also has, uh, you mentioned that the main dining room allows you to take something back to the room if you request it. Is it possible to take something like a dessert from especially back to your room? I'm often way too full to enjoy the dessert after those amazing meals. Yes, absolutely. Just ask the waiter. Say, uh, you know what? I would love to have some of that red velvet cake from Chops Grill, but uh, gosh darn it. I'm, I'm totally stuffed from that steak and shrimp earlier. Can't take that to go. They won't even, they won't even bat an eye. They'll say, of course. I don't know why they broke into a French accent, but they will. They'll say yes. They'll be no problem. And you'll be able to do that as well. Gus has also wanted to give you a special thanks because I went from not being very excited about Labadee to really looking forward to it. And a Labadee is year two. Thanks to you. Keep up the good work. Awesome. My work here is done then, if that's the case. <laughs> now, if you remember in last week's episode, someone asked about touring in a port. If you're a single woman traveler or maybe just a couple of women traveling together and safety and all that. And we had some good posts and advice about it. First of all, Heather Forrester commented and said, I cruise solo most of the time and never hesitate to wander around the Caribbean. The only exception is Jamaica and Labadee, where I recommend the buddy system or jumping into a group. A lot of family slash friend groups don't mind tagalongs. There you go. Simple as that, Heather. Thank you so much. Alrighty, then I'll wrap up this episode of the Royal Cream Blog Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us over here. And of course, you can all send me your emails if you have a question or a comment or something that you heard about in the podcast and you want to talk about it. This is your opportunity right over here. Send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at Royal Caribbean Blog.com. Um, 